tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. To many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in word with Pastor Mensa Otobil. And now, today's word. Well, as you know, our theme for this year is excellence. Uh, and so much of what we will be focusing on will be in on the subject of excellence. Um, it doesn't mean that every message will be about excellence, but uh, there will be a lot dedicated to the concept of excellence so that it will uh, manifest in our lives. Today, I'm going to talk about having a hunger and an appetite for excellence. So my message is titled, Let's Be Hungry for excellence. Let's be hungry for excellence. Uh, the title should have included the word appetite, uh, but uh, if I added appetite, it would be too long. So uh, I didn't add the word appetite. It's just let's be hungry for excellence. 
Um, but I will touch on the subject of appetite uh, in my message and also show you the difference between hunger and appetite. And then we're going to look at how to develop an appetite and a hunger for excellence. Now, most of us know what hunger is. Uh, I'm sure you've felt hungry before, uh, mostly for food. But today we're not going to talk about hunger for food. We are going to talk about having a hunger for excellence, having an intense desire for excellence. So let's start with some definitions. First of all, what is excellence? What is excellence? What do we mean when we talk about something being excellent or something excelling? First, excellence is the highest or superior quality. Excellent quality is always the highest, is the superior one. It is that quality that is above everything else. So the highest and or superior quality. Excellence is never cheap. It's the highest or superior. Secondly, excellence is quality that always stands out. Quality that always stands out. For something to be outstanding, it has to stand out. Excellent quality is always separate from the usual. It stands out. It's something you can see and know that it, it, it shines brighter. Uh, it is better done. And it has value far more than uh, others. So it stands out. So thirdly, excellence is quality that is always improving. Excellent quality does not settle. It is a drive to constantly become better. So in a sense, when we talk about something being excellent, we are not just uh, talking about just doing something once that is really good and, and, and settling. And, but excellence must always be improving. It is that ability to constantly improve, constantly become better, constantly exceed yourself. So, three definitions. Highest superior quality, quality that always stands out, and quality that is always improving. So when we say something is excellent, it means it's always reaching beyond the mark. It, develop, it delivers superior quality, and uh, it, can, it is distinctive. It stands out from everything else. So, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 is one of those verses uh, which is part of our theme for the year. Proverbs 22:29. Do you see a man or a woman who excels in his or her work? He or she will stand before kings. He or she will not stand before unknown men or women. They're just making the gender inclusive. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Now, how many of you really believe that your work is excellent? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Do you really think your work is excellent? I mean, if somebody saw what you do, whatever you do, would the person say that, oh, look at that woman who is excelling in her work. Or look at that man, he excels in his work. Can this verse describe us that we excel in our work? Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. There are four things I want to point out from this verse to you. The first one is that excellence is observable. Excellence is observable. It can be seen. Look at the verse. It says, do you see 
a man who excels in his work. Excellence is seen. A person of excellence is seen. So when a person is excellent, they shine. It's like light in darkness. They sparkle. Do you see a man or woman who excels in his work? Excellence is observable. Excellence is observable. The second thing you would note about excellence is that it relates to what we do. Do you see a man who excels in his work? So you, you cannot say, wow, oh wow, I'm an excellent person, but nobody sees it in what you're doing. You, you say it for yourself, but it is not evident in what you do. So excellence is observable. Secondly, it relates to what we do. The things we do, the things we say, they will manifest excellence. So, thirdly, excellence brings us out of the unknown. Excellence will bring us out of the unknown. He will not stand before unknown men. Now, one of the ways to really judge whether you are excellent or not is to just look at the people you stand before. The people around you, are they known people? Are they people who are at the top or people who are at the bottom? If everybody you relate to is unknown, is somebody, people who are not doing much in life, it is likely that you are not excellent. Because if you are excellent, the passage says you will not stand before unknown people. You will not stand before unknown people. The fourth thing about excellence in the passage we read is that excellence raises us to the highest levels. It will lift us to the highest levels. It says he will stand before kings. He will stand on the level of kings or of queens. They will stand on the platform that kings and queens stand on. So excellence is observable. Excellence relates to what we do. Excellence brings us out of the unknown from obscurity. And excellence raises us to the highest levels. Now the question is, if excellence is so beneficial, how come we don't have people being excellent? At any point in time, at any point in time, including this point in time, there is a search for people of excellence. At any point in time, there is a search for people of excellence. Corporate organizations all over the world at this moment are looking for excellent people to hire. Either a CEO, a CFO, or CTO, or CIO. I'm sure you're wondering what is all this, whatever. It's part of excellence. You have to know what they are. Companies are looking for people to hire. And some of these companies are very big companies and they're looking for people to hire. And sometimes they advertise and never find anybody. And would advertise again and never find anybody. But they have a space for a top level position. And what are they looking for? They're looking for excellence. There are people in this church today who are heads of big organizations looking to hire somebody. But the quality they are looking for is excellence. Every time somebody is looking for excellence, nations are looking for excellent leaders. At various levels, either whether as president or parliamentarians or or heads of uh, other organizations. But nations are looking for excellent leaders. Churches are looking for excellent pastors and other church staff. Football teams are looking for excellent coaches. 
In every field of endeavor, excellence is a highly desirable quality. And most of these positions have very high, hefty salaries attached to them. There is somebody at this moment looking to pay somebody $1 million, $100 million a year. Somebody is looking for somebody. There is somebody at this point looking for somebody to hire and pay $50 million per year. There is somebody somewhere right now looking to pay somebody a million dollars a month. Now, how many of you think a million dollars a month won't be bad for you? I mean, wouldn't it be nice for you to earn a hundred million dollars every year? How many of you will wish that? Okay. So how come nobody's hiring you to pay you a hundred million dollars? Because anybody who is ready to pay a hundred million dollars a year and give you stock options for you to earn more than that in a year. You know, there are certain people's salaries, when, when you read about them, you wonder, I mean, you, you feel insulted and you feel angry. But the reason they earn that is because they are excellent. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings and not unknown people. If you are being paid salaries that you hate, check your quality and check the quality of your work. Because if you are at the top, you will be paid top. If you are low, you will be paid low. Do you see a man or woman who excels in his work? He will stand before kings and not unknown people. So, if excellence pays, how come we are not? That's the question. That's what I want to talk about today. If it pays to be excellent... How come we are not that excellent? How come we are not able to develop excellence in our work? I mean, you've heard me many times preaching and talking to my sound control people. And the same mistake keeps happening over and over and over. Now, I'm just using them for illustration. And it's not just them. It happens all over. How... Do you think if they give me this problem, I will pay them more? No. (laughs) Now they can go about complaining, you know, they are not paying me well, but you are messing up my sound. But if they were giving me highest quality, I will reciprocate by paying them highest quality. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. It's not so much that you are working, but the quality of what you do reflects on the quality of life you are living. It reflects. So how come achieving excellence is so hard and so difficult? I hope we can answer that question. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 26 in the King James version or New King James version which is my preferred version it says the person who labors labors for himself for his hungry mouth drives him but I am not going to use the New King James version I like the NIV version of the same rendering of the same verse and because most of you use New King James, I decided to print the NIV version. It says, the appetite of laborers works for them. Their hunger drives them on. The appetite for laborers works for them. Their hunger drives them on. I have taken the liberty to underline two words there. Appetite and hunger. A person's or a worker's appetite works for him 
And the hunger they have is what drives them on. Two words. Hunger and appetite. The reason why people become excellent and others don't become excellent really in every field. Whether it's excellence or godly or holy or righteous. Whatever it is. It's because of these two words. And I'm going to define them for you and show you how they work. The first one is hunger. Everybody say hunger. Oh, say it like you're hungry. Hunger is a desire for something to meet our need. When it is food, hunger for food, it's a desire to meet your need. When you're hungry for food, it shows in everything you do. Your eyes go red. You get up and you want to go and do something to earn money. Hopefully something good. It says here, hunger drives them. Hunger drives us. Hunger touches us directly. It's a deep need that affects us. It drives us to go out and hunt for something. The hunger drives them. So, for somebody to become excellent in life, they must have a hunger for it. They must have a need for it. They must see it as necessary to be excellent. If you have no hunger for it, you have no desire to achieve it. So first thing you need is hunger. Hunger. The second word there is a word appetite. Appetite is the capacity required to satisfy us. The appetite of the laborer works for him or her. Having appetite is not only related to excellence, it's appetite for the things of God, appetite for righteousness, appetite for holiness. But in this sense, I'm talking about appetite for excellence. It could be appetite for self-improvement, for exercising, for good clothes. A person with appetite has high capacity. High capacity. There's a difference between hunger and appetite. Hunger is a need in you that needs to be satisfied. Appetite is a capacity that needs to be filled. And I'll explain the two very quickly. Now, there are people who can complain of hunger. Hunger. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I need food. I need food. And when you bring them food to eat, and in Ghana for most people, food has to be carbohydrate-based. It's fufu, kinky, rice is for dessert. <laughs> but the person can talk about, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. You bring them maybe a bowl of fufu with light soup and a lot of meat around it. The kind that we like, you know, are the meat sitting on top of the fufu. And he takes one muscle, two muscle, three muscle, four eats a little meat, drinks a little soup, and he's okay. He's hungry, but his capacity, appetite, is small. So hunger can easily be satisfied, but appetite is a totally different game altogether. So for a person to be excellent, they must have both hunger and appetite. They must have hunger and they must have appetite. So let me explain it a little further. Hunger without appetite. A person, there are people with with hunger but no appetite. They work hard for need, for their needs to be met, but they have no capacity for more. They work hard but they are easily satisfied. When they get what they wanted initially, they get pleased with themselves. So, 
it's like the person who is so hungry, hungry, he takes a little bit of food and he's satisfied. He's hungry, no appetite. So, a person who is treating excellence like that is hungry for excellence. I want to be the best. The moment they get a little satisfaction, they are okay. He tops his class in an exam. He considers it the greatest achievement. Frames his class certificate. Puts it on a wall and for the rest of his life, he's going to point to everybody. I top the class. I top the class. I top the class. No matter the fact that now he's failing everything, uh, he, he, he will always refer to something he did in the past. Just because you get something done right once does not mean that it's going to be there in your life forever. So the problem is a lot of people have hunger but no appetite. So little, little things satisfy them. Little praise, little patting on the back, a little article in the newspaper. Somebody says something nice about them and that's the end of it. Their hunger has been satisfied but they have no appetite for more. People with hunger and no appetite. Then there are people with appetite and no hunger. People with appetite without hunger, they want more in life, but they are not ready to work for it. Each one of us is familiar with that situation. Sometimes it is us who have big appetite, no hunger. We talk big, but we are not ready to work for it. So, in life, you're going to find two sets of people sometimes. Those who have hunger, but no appetite. And those who have appetite, no hunger. Both are not right. A person who has hunger and no appetite easily gets satisfied. A person who has appetite and no hunger just talks big, big desire. I will do this, I will do that, I'm going to be this, I will be the best in the corner. But they never put in the effort to get the need done or what is needed done. When, if you've watched documentary films, and you know, I like watching documentary films, especially about animals. No matter how big a lion is, no matter how ferocious it is, if the lion is satisfied, an antelope can come and walk in front of him. He will not run after him. Because he's satisfied. The antelope can jump and say, hey lion, hey lion, and go scot-free. Because he's satisfied, he's eating. And he will not pursue what he is not hungry for. The same with life. When you are satisfied, you will not pursue anything. So if you think you are the best in your field, you are dead. Because you are satisfied. I am the best. Nobody is like me. Nobody can do it better. I am the best. And especially in this Awagana here, where standards are so low, it is so easy to be best in a very short time. You know, I, I have observed different traits, you know, because my wife, you know, uh, is, likes doing her hair, like most women do, and they go to salons and do their nails and do their face and and since we've been married I can count the number of times my wife would mention a certain beauty uh, space whether it's a hairdressing salon or a beautician and she and this is the best in Accra all of a sudden somebody sets up shop and they beat everybody within a year they are the best and then so she goes there the next two years, she comes and I say, oh, why don't you go to this place? Oh, no, they are no good again. Somebody else has come. 
And then next two years, somebody else has come. Somebody, and then I, finally she gets to the point. She says, I don't even know where to go again. <laughs> the point I'm saying, I'm making is that how come it, with somebody sets up a hair salon and within one year she's the best in Ghana because the quality is very low. But when that hunger is satisfied, I am now the best hairdresser in Accra. Without appetite, the person stays where they are. And somebody else will come and overtake them. The problem with excellence is that people have hunger but no appetite. So our sound engineers would do well at a point, but when they, they have to raise up the game, they, they can say, oh, we, we know other churches. We are better than them. Even what I call bad sound here is excellent sound somewhere else. And when you think what is bad in your case is better than somebody, you are freezing yourself in mediocrity. Because not only must you have hunger, you must have appetite. If I think I'm the best preacher, I'm dead. I'm dead. If I take this job for granted, I'm gone. I've been preaching for over 40 years. I can tell you, I prepare more now than I've ever done in my life. I spend more time preparing to preach after 40 years than I was doing when I began. And, of, and to tell you the truth, I don't even preach for you. Because if I preach for you, I will reduce my standard. The people can easily make you say, oh, pastor is good, oh, pastor is good, oh, yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good, oh, it's good. But you must have your own internal appetite. And your own internal appetite that drives you to say, although they want me to be satisfied, I keep growing my appetite, I keep growing my capacity, I keep improving on myself. Whom are you trying to impress? Nobody. I just want to be the best that God can ever produce. It's called appetite. Everybody say appetite. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mansa Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensa Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000. Through the discerning ear in the spirit of radio, bring lots of cheer sweet, sweet stereo. Oh boy, boy, oh boy, that must surely be joy. Give it it to you, that is great joy. Joy, 99.7. That is great joy. Great joy. Joy, thank you for all you've done for 
This life is nothing without you, O God, and we are forever grateful. Thank you that you made this day possible. says that in all things give thanks unto the him unto the Lord for this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus are you in Christ Jesus all you do is to give thanks and learn to do with a grateful heart because then again it says that these will draw nigh unto me with their lips but their hearts are far from me in vain did to worship me my prayer is that every sound you make be pleasing to the heart of the Lord my prayer is that everything you say the meditations of your heart the words of your mouth will be acceptable unto the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God bless you once again for choosing joy on 99.7 FM. You're very welcome. This is the reason is Jesus. Before then, let me say a great God bless you to Dr. Mensah Tabel as usual, being a blessing to us. I believe this message have actually sparked up the hunger of for excellence in you. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you are that excellent, why are you not celebrated? What well, as you have to be? Sometimes you need to hear some of these things and let it wake you up. Definitely, this is going to be continued next week, same time. But then again, every weekday afternoon after the news at 12, Joy 99.7 FM broadcasts Living Word with Dr. Mesa Otabo. So now you're welcome. Welcome once again. This is the raising as Jesus going from now till 10 a.m. And we're together blessing the name of the Lord. We come with our hearts ready to magnify him, ready to exalt him. As you exalt the Lord, so shall you be exalted. Willie McDowell sings and says that I'm withholding nothing. I surrender all to you. Everything I give to you, withholding nothing. Would you agree with him?
concerns me so long as you're speaking I say yes Lord to you withholding nothing nine minutes to the hour enjoy 99.7 we're still on the reason is Jesus my name is Mike Niabuse I want to play something from Jonathan Bartlett calls this one falling in love with Jesus and this morning wherever you find yourself I'm just inviting you to begin to fall in love with this God who loves you anyway whether we love him or not, whether we know about it or not, his love for us is constant. The Bible says, For God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son. So this love is there for you already. And if I were you, I'm going to love him back right here. Stick and stay joy 99.7. Was the best thing I've ever, ever done Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes Falling in love with Jesus Falling in love with Was the best thing I've ever, ever done In his arms I feel protected In his arms Never disconnected, no No 
There's no place we'd rather be For there's no place we'd rather Oh yes, definitely out of the view on a beam Any other place again except where you take me Three minutes to the top, we are on Joy 99.7 and pushed us this one very quickly. This is um, Women of Worship. Taking me from the mighty place. Set my feet upon the rock. 